Gentlemen, Bashan, check your trim set, check your heading norm, light heading is 074, check your altimeter set, 2946, corrected center point elevation, 0 feet. Check your bear running 0, check your SCS 123034, check your field, check your speed up, lights out. Welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am David Costa. This is the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Welcome. This week, we are going to take you on a tour. But this week, you will have the opportunity to experience the tour of history right along with us. More on that in just a second. 888-366-5256. That's how you reach me anytime. Just leave a message. If you call, you get a free Renegade Aviator decal. Just give us a mailing address in your message. This week, at the end of my show, you will be given an opportunity to get a free Renegade Aviator crew t-shirt details later in the show. Before we get started, consider this. America was a nation on horseback. 1913, the Ford Motor Company, the first mass-produced car, the Model T. 12 years later, 1925, we have the Ford Motor Company producing airliners. You think things are moving fast today? Imagine, if you will, the progress of early America. You don't want to miss this show. Listen up, David Costa, Renegade Aviator. All right, David Costa, Renegade Aviator, ladies and gentlemen. And if you are in the Reno Tahoe area, coming up May 2 to 5, 2nd to the 5th of May, you have got one unique experience to fly in a Ford tri motor. And I am pleased to have Rand Siegfried who flies the Ford Tri-Motor, one of the pilots of the Ford Tri-Motor. Rand, welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, Rand, explain a little bit about what you're doing and what this is all about. What can the people expect to see when they come out to the Reno-Tahoe Airport May 2 to 5? Well, our Ford Tri-Motor, the actual airplane that helped launch the aviation industry and the airline industry in the United States. So it's a real piece of history. And this airplane uh, in particular was one of two that did the first transcontinental uh, service. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. But you're flying on a real piece of history when you fly with this one. Well, you know, and that's, I think, what people maybe really need. These are not going to be around forever. You know, these, these historic aircraft, it takes the love and attention of people like you, people like the Experimental Aircraft Association, and many other organizations to keep these things flying. And I think when people think of the uh, one of the original airliners, they've got maybe a certain picture in their mind, but this is radio. Could you explain a little bit of what this aircraft looks like uh, maybe um, give them some, um, you know, just an overview sure. of what this airplane really is, because it's not your mama's airliner. No, it isn't. Well, she was uh, 
first flew in 1928. If you think about uh, cars in 1928, trains, this uh, airplane fits that bill. So she's uh, fairly large. We uh, call 10 in the back, but the airplane's almost as big as a DC-3, if that makes any sense to you uh, physically, as far as wingspan and things. You'll recognize her because she's made out of a corrugated aluminum. It looks like a uh, old barn roof, uh, some people think. But uh, Motor Company built this airplane, and Henry Ford, uh, the new engineers, and uh, stout metal aircraft engineers all realized this was a very light and strong way of building an airplane. If you think back in uh, 1928, aviation was pretty new. And uh, most exposure to aviation at that point in time was uh, barnstormers flying old World War I trainers with minimal maintenance off the backfield. People didn't, you know, they were enamored with aviation, but a little bit uh, uh, scared, maybe, if you would. Now, Henry said, no, wait a second. If you you treat people well and make them feel safe, they will continue to fly and want to fly. So we built the Ford Trimotor. It's got three engines. So one of them is going to keep working, right, as they thought back then. You've got uh, this corrugated metal skin that feels solid. And it feels like a real airplane. Most airplanes are made out of uh, fabric, which is a great material to make airplanes out of. But you know what? To a layman going up, do I really want to fly on something made out of my bed sheets? No, this is solid. Inside, when you get into this airplane, she's all wood inside. It looks like a first-class train car of the era. That was on purpose so that uh, people felt comfortable. So this airplane was the uh, launch the airline industry, not just because it was a good airplane that is efficient or fast or any of the reasons we uh, fly airplanes now. It had the added benefit. It had to convince a, a uh, skeptical public that it was safe and comfortable. And to this day, she brings everybody home with smiles on her faces. And uh, she's been doing it for a long time. And she's going to continue doing it because we do spend all winter and a lot of uh, time maintaining her to first-class condition. It's so amazing to see this. You think aviation was so new back then. It was in its infancy. We went from horse and buggy to, uh, you know, cars to flying airplanes and then to an airliner like this that flew across the country. And here we are today, and this airplane still flying is still ultra safe. What a testament. And here it was a car company of all things. I don't think people realize, you know, what kind of achievement that was and what kind of a leap forward this was. I bet this doesn't have a glass cockpit and a uh, fancy autopilot in it. (laughs) Absolutely not. You're flying the airplane all the time. And uh, we'll get into a little bit on how they fly, but uh, you are flying the airplane and it doesn't need too many instruments because we fly by looking outside. We uh, fly by the feel of the wind. It's a Ford, so you can hang your arm out the window while you're flying up, up, up there because the windows go down just like any other Ford. Got a nice big steering wheel in front of you out of a Model A. It is a real throwback to a very fun time in aviation and a very exciting thing where a lot of things were happening in aviation. And in the feeling you get when you're riding into it, it's really like a time capsule. The sights, we fly about the same altitude they flew back then. So the view out the window, the sound, the smells, the look inside, the feel, it's all like uh, first-class air travel in 1928. So that's all part of the experience. You can really feel what uh, maybe your grandparents or some of your great-grandparents uh, felt if they uh, took the first airplane ride. 
outstanding. Rand, we're going to be right back after this first break. And ladies and gentlemen, you can come out and see the Ford Tri-Motor May 2nd to 5th. That's a Friday through a Sunday, 9 to 5 each day out at the Reno Tahoe Airport. And this aircraft travels all over the country. So if you're listening to my voice somewhere else in the country, we're going to give you information how you can catch up with this tour. Right now, this is Dave Costa, Renegade Aviator. We will be right back. This bathroom is for coach passengers only. Really? Who said that? Um, earlier I tried to use the one up there and I was told that, you know, coach isn't allowed to use first class, so oh. we have our different areas. I am so sorry that they did that. That's terrible. Thank you for understanding. I'm still gonna use the bathroom. Why would, why? I didn't stop you from oh, using that bathroom. because you're in first class, so you get to do whatever you want to do. Not at all. You get on first, no, you, you, you get free drinks, no, you get a hot towel. No. You... Just because I'm sitting up there, you're making a generalization about me, but I'm not like a first class person. I'm, I'm, I'm just coaching. Really I'm just coaching. that you're not acting coaching. I didn't stop you. You're not acting classy. I'm coaching. No, but you just think you care. get to walk back here. I'm, you got it all wrong, okay? Oh, I'm sure that you'd I do. You'd be up, are you'd be up in first class poor, if somebody bought you a ticket. Oh, you'd be up there in a second. Oh, poor little coaching girl. <laughs> She's so jealous because everybody else is more comfortable so than the coaching girl in first class. Hey, it's Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator. I got a secret for you. Real pilots do it with twins. <laughs> well, I got two opportunities for you. Opportunity number one, Yak-52, a unique way to get involved in aircraft. So the Yak-52 shared use program where you can change your attitude. You can fly upside down, sideways, any old way you want to fly. If you're a real pilot, you're going to want to do it with twins. And here's how you do that. We have got a twin engine aircraft that is part of our shared utilization program. Your chance to do it with a twin. Find out more. 888-366-5256. If you want to fly, there is no excuse. Get to the airport. But first, call 888-366-5256. See ya. host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, Renegade Aviator, segment two of our very special guest today, interview with Rand Siegfried. And Rand flies a Ford Tri-Motor, and this Ford Tri-Motor, you can come 
and see. You can come look at it, but even more important, you can fly on it. All it takes is a little bit of cash, and that's the cash that keeps these aircraft going because people are out there preserving history. May 2nd through the 5th, Friday through Sunday, 9 to 5 each day out in Reno, Nevada, and a part of their nationwide tour ran this As you mentioned in the first segment, it was the first cross-country airliner. Today, we hop on an airline and we complain that, you know, our coffee wasn't warm enough or, uh, you know, we complained that they were 30 minutes delayed leaving the gate. How was airline travel back in the 20s and the 30s with an aircraft like this? Interesting. And this particular airplane that's out here actually did uh, work for uh, TAT, flying the initial routes from uh, New Jersey down to L.A. And it it was an interesting route because you actually got on a train in New Jersey, overnighted over the Appalachians and into Ohio. About about sunrise, you're in uh, Ohio, hopped onto this airplane, flew across country about three to four hours at a shot. You got to sit out and stretch your legs. They would serve you a sandwich, whatever you're doing, about 100 miles an hour, 90 maybe, and into the wind. And uh, you fly, spend all day flying, and get all the way out to the uh, mountains. So out in Colorado, into the mountains. Then at the evening, so you'd hop on another sleeper, go to sleep in your train, and you'd wake up in Arizona on the other side of the mountains. Another four trimotor would pick you back up and continue on your way, and you'd be in, uh, in L.A. that evening. So in only 48 hours, you were able to cross the country. It was a miracle, and it was comfortable, and it was first class. You know, it was a miracle back then. I mean, I think we don't even give that enough thought because it wasn't too long ago. It would take months to travel across the country and then the trains came and that was a big leap forward. So imagine today we're sitting here thinking that our electronic devices are launching us into the future and uh, 48 hours across the entire U.S. Amazing. This aircraft actually flew those routes. Am I understanding that correctly? This is not a reproduction. I just want to make it clear. This is an original aircraft? This is an original aircraft, and it is one of the ones that could be through. Now, she has had amazing amounts of positive uh, maintenance and uh, rebuilding. That's one of the reasons we're out here and uh, changing to these flights, because that really helps support us keeping this airplane in newer than new, or better than new condition. Outstanding. How many uh, flight crew did this aircraft take to fly when uh, people are used today of, you know, these massive flight crews? How many flew this aircraft? They did typically have two pilots on up front and then uh, one uh, flight attendant. Except for some of the shorter routes, you only have a single pilot. The airplane is perfectly able to be flown. One pilot is licensed for that. They just typically had two for these longer days. Outstanding. I want to give credit to Henry Ford. I mean, because again, another visionary, you mentioned it earlier in the first start of this whole thing. Here they were just making cars on the assembly line, and then they get into radically changing how aircraft were made. So we think of these old airplanes out of the 20s as um, aircraft that were fabric, right? Fabric covered. And this thing, corrugated metal, unheard of for its time, absolutely strong. How many people does it sit? What other stuff can you tell us about the aircraft? Yeah, we uh, we put 10 people in the back, and they, uh, some airliners they, uh, put as many as 12 in the back. They're a little bit less, depending on, uh, you know, on how luxurious they wanted to be. Okay. This airplane also, Henry did more than just build this airplane. 
he figured out the whole thing. He built first air terminal in uh, Dearborn to give an example of what cities could do because there wasn't any air terminals then. He built a multiple runway airport because there wasn't any such things then across the country. And Henry also, if you bought a Ford, you went to Ford and learned how to fly a Ford factory instructors. Unheard of at that point in time. That's outstanding. Okay, I need to publicly apologize to Rand on the sound quality of that last segment. The technical error was on my side, and I accept the responsibility for it. The good news is that it improves on the next segment. I might be a great jet pilot, but I'm still learning to be a halfway decent radio show host. So, Rand, I hope you will forgive the error. I just want to go back and touch on what Rand was saying because it is truly amazing. Just a few decades earlier, it took about five months at two miles an hour to cross America. Henry Ford started the Ford Motor Company and started mass producing the Model T in 1913. In 1925, the Ford Motor Company started building airliners. That's amazing. The Ford Tri-Motor. Heck, the first flight in an airplane was in 1903. So look what happened in 12 years. So now people were crossing America in just 48 hours. Can you imagine the shock to someone who got to see such a transformation? We complain today about airline travel where it takes us just a few hours to fly across America. Come out and experience the thrill of flying this Ford Tri-Motor. Contact me, 888-366-5256. I will send you all the information you need to come out and see the airplane and fly the airplane. When you're flying on this piece of history, imagine to yourself what the people of the day must have felt, and then imagine where technology will take us in the next 20 years. We are on the verge of some really cool advances in technology. When you contact me, I will provide you with a history of this historic Ford Tri-Motor, along with details on how you can fly on it. David Costa, Renegade Aviator, 888-366-5256. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. I got a secret for you. Did you know that real pilots do it with twins? Did I get your attention? Well, they do. I know what you guys are all thinking. I got it. If you want to fly a twin-engine aircraft, you can't just rent a twin-engine aircraft. You can't just go out and fly a twin-engine aircraft unless you own one. But I've got an opportunity for you right now. You need to call me, though, 888-366-5256. Find out how real pilots do it with twins. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Now we're taxiing in. She says, welcome to O'Hare International Airport. Well, how can someone who is just arriving herself possibly welcome me to a place she isn't even at yet? Doesn't this, doesn't this violate some fundamental law of physics? We're only on the ground four seconds. She's coming on like a mayor's wife.
Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away If you can use some exotic booze There's a bar in far Bombay Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away all right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the renegade aviator, back with Rand Siegfried, the four tri-motor that you are going to be able to see out at the Reno Tahoe International Airport, May 2nd through the 5th. That's a Friday through a Sunday, 9 to 5. Come on out, look at the airplane for sure, but go and take a flight. You are not going to have this opportunity again. These airplanes are lovingly taken care of by people like Rand, people that give of their time, that volunteer, that are of service. We talk about this all the time in aviation. You people want to get involved in aviation. You may not be a pilot, but there's a whole lot you can do to get involved in aviation. So Rand, I guess for the benefit of the audience, who is the EAA? Who's the Liberty Aviation Museum? And how do people get involved? Sure. The EAA, it's the world's largest uh, recreational aviation. We're, uh, we're pilots and enthusiasts. They're not all pilots, but we're all enthusiasts that just love aviation for the love of flight. We're gaining participation. We're uh, exposing and making it happen for people. And uh, aviation is a... Uh, it's a great thing for young people to learn uh, new stuff that's good for keeping us uh, on our toes, and it's just a lot of fun. So we're out here with the Ford doing is, as we talk, it's a real piece of history. This is not only a representation of history, this is actual history that we like to go out and share. One of the parts of uh, the EAA is we've got a uh, flying museum, one of the world-class uh, aviation museum in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. But how many people get to go to Oshkosh, Wisconsin to, to see it? So we like to take these artifacts out and uh, share them with folks like you and Reno. Now, Reno is real excited to be there because you, know, you all know that you live in one of the most beautiful areas in the world. And uh, to see it with large windows in a Fort Trimotor piece of history has got to be very special. The Liberty Museum shares our mission, and that is to make sure history and make sure uh, you know you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you've been. And so we want to get out and expose and, and just share this history with as many folks as we can. We hope to see a lot of you out there at Reno. And I really can't stress that enough because everybody says one thing. You talk to a lot of pilots and you'll hear them say, and I was a Civil Air Patrol member. I've been in a lot of organizations and there's a lot of people that say, I want to come out and I want to fly. Well, that's great. But you know what we really need is people that want to come out and help. But these are volunteer organizations, and it's not just EAA. EAA is the largest, and they've been just doing a fantastic job. And there's EAA chapters all over the United States. So if you're within the sound of my voice, you can find an Experimental Aircraft Association chapter and be of service. We need you. EAA needs you. These museums need you. Rand, am I off base with that? Not at all. And in fact, a local uh, EA chapter is hosting us in, uh, in Reno. But there's volunteers that are going to be out there uh, helping on and off the airplane, uh, making sure the safety is uh, top-notch, selling the tickets. We're all volunteers and uh, because we love sharing this with everybody. And that's the entire organization on that way. It's a uh, very short staff. 
kids, but we're a, a huge family, and we're a very, very big family, and it really is a family in aviation. So I do encourage people to get out and get get involved. Uh, Captain Bill Thacker, who will be flying there, it will be more than happy to talk to everybody there about uh, what EA has meant to him and his family. He's got a flying family where both of his kids are in aviation and just looking to share and uh, move it all forward. And that is the key with this, and I can't stress it enough. I'm going to say it a bunch of times in this show. This is unique. This is not your average airplane. This is something that is a is a piece of history. There's not many opportunities left out there. They're not making any more of these aircraft. You owe it to yourselves. You owe it to your friends and family to come out to the Reno Tahoe Airport on the 2nd to 5th of May and start by doing this. Don't worry about how much it costs. Don't worry about this. Come out and look at the aircraft. Come out and see what air travel used to be. It's amazing. And then you're not going to want to miss the opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to step up. I'm going to be a man or a woman, and I'm going to fly in this thing. This is so cool. Rand, we're going to come back after the break, and we've got one more segment. So we got some really cool information I want to bring up about this and how you can get involved in aviation. This show promotes aviation, ladies and gentlemen, but in a way you wouldn't expect. This is David Koster, the Renegade Aviator. We'll be right back after these messages. They say, come fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. Questions? Comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. Once I get... the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. You can see aircraft at air shows, right? You can go out to air shows. Heck, we fly a jet airplane at air shows. You can come out and be with hundreds of thousands of people clamoring to see the same aircraft, or you can show up at your local airport, and there's tours like this. There's a few groups left in the EAA, the Experimental Aircraft Association, is one of these groups that brings historic aircraft like the Ford Trimotor out up close and personal without the mobs. You're not going to wait in a long line to get through the gate. Hey, I love air shows, man. I fly air shows. But this is your opportunity to be up close and personal with not only the aircraft, but the people who love these aircraft and take care of these aircraft, and you will have an opportunity to be involved, to be involved. I'll talk about this more in the last segment when I sum up, but but Rand, what was your background? How did you get started? How did you get to be so blessed to fly an aircraft like this? What was your journey? My daddy uh, taught all five of his kids how to fly. We all uh, flew gliders uh, when we were young and then uh, airplanes as soon as we were able to. 
And uh, so I come from a background. I got involved with the EAA early because it's a great organization. It fits uh, what I think about it, and that is uh, that people are motivated because it's fun and uh, I enjoy flying. And uh, the EAA enjoys people who enjoy flying. And so it's a big, huge family. And uh, I volunteered for years in the EAA. I was uh, on the board for a little while. And uh, my background in flying, I've uh, ended up uh, owning a, a Beach 18, if you know what that is. It's just a fun, fabulous old airplane. And when I uh, first tried this airplane on, uh, she just fit like a glove. Uh, I love flying her. And uh, you know, that's kind of the background that got me there. But real quick, people do ask, off subject, but uh, people do ask what she's like to fly. And uh, and she's uh, not light on the controls. She's like a 1928 airplane. And uh, like the uh, gracious older lady that she is, she will do anything with grace and a plum as, as long as it's what she wants to do. <laughs> and uh, that's that's how it is. I like it. <laughs> so it doesn't fly like a modern airplane then. You mentioned it flies like a 1920s airplane. And that's, I don't know, a lot of times it's hard for people to understand that. But remember, this was early in aviation, right? So uh, is it fairly um, harmonious in its flight controls? I mean, you know, I mean, we had only been flying, what, 20 years since this thing had... By modern standards, uh, absolutely not. But what she is, is very forgiving. And she'll tell you, you know, she'll tell you what she wants to do. And I, I wasn't kidding that then. You know, she'll tell you what she wants to do. And as long as you don't try to make her fit a profile that she doesn't want, she'll always be for you and she's very forgiving. So it's, it's not a hard airplane to fly at all. She's, uh, I don't want to give that impression. She's a forgiving, easier plane to fly. Her controls are not harmonious. They're heavy. They're not what uh, you'd expect in a modern airplane. But, you know, what do you need? You, you need an airplane that will always cover you and make you look good. And she will do that. And that's what Henry Ford wanted. He wanted that safe airplane, three engines, unheard of back then, three engines, metal, uh, safe airplane. And it's proven to be safe. So, I mean, if if here we are flying this aircraft with passengers in 2019, it's just amazing to me. I, I mean, what a testament of safety, right? I mean, you can't get any safer than that. This thing has got a history behind it. You're going to be blessed to fly in it. I'm sure you're thrilled every time you get up in that front left seat to fly this aircraft. Absolutely. And uh, she's very comfortable, too. She, you know, we go slow enough that we don't jar through the air like a modern airplane where you're hitting 50 hit bumps. And yet she's heavy enough. She's not like a real light airplane that gets jostled around. She's probably one of the more comfortable flying airplanes you'll ever ride in. And there's no metal seats. I think that's the biggest benefit of taking well, yeah, a ride I, in this. I like, to tell, I like to tell people that I, I'll personally guarantee they get the first choice of aisle or window. <laughs> there you go. Outstanding. So, Rand, when people come out to the airport, they're going to be welcomed, right? They don't have to be shy and stay in the parking lot and look from, you know, 50 yards away. They can come walking right up to the EAA tent and they can walk up and, and people are going to welcome them with open arms. That's right. You know, don't go to where the airliners go. Uh, go back around the other, other part of the airport and uh, follow the signs. And there's going to be plenty of people out there greeting. Uh, Sherry, who sells the tickets, is one of the kindest, most wonderful people you, you'll ever meet. And uh, we'll just uh, welcome you and take you up. And there's going to be plenty of availability. There'll be a lot of uh, flights. Just come on out, and we'll get you on the next available seat. Outstanding, sir. 
Rand Siegfried, ladies and gentlemen, one of the pilots of the Ford Tri-Motor. And Rand, I can't thank you enough for jumping on at the last minute to uh, come talk to us on the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. We hope to see you out of an air show real soon. All righty. I think you will. Bye-bye. At the start of my show, I made you a promise. And this is my way to give back to the people who are giving of their time to keep these historic artifacts flying. I'm giving away free Renegade Aviator crew t-shirts to the first 10 people who purchase a flight on this historic Ford Dry Motor. Yep, if you act quickly, you win. This is your chance. All you need to do is take a flight and call my office, 888-366-5256. Take a photo of your receipt and send it to us along with your address and shirt size, and I will have my team send you a Renegade Aviator Crew t-shirt. This is a $30 value, ladies and gentlemen. One more reason to come to Atlantic Aviation, 655 South Rock Boulevard, 2 to 5 May, anytime between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., and take a flight on this historic Ford Tri-Motor Airliner, a piece of history that you will not want to miss, 888-366-5256. To find out more about the EAA, Experimental Aircraft Association, go to eaa.org, look for the Events and Experiences tab, and then... In order to find a local chapter, go to the Chapters tab. You're going to find this navigation near the top of their homepage at eaa.org. One more segment, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned where I wrap all this up. Comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. Hey, David Costa, Renegade Aviator. This week we talked about an airplane. Big deal, right? The Renegade Aviator radio show. So you would expect me to talk about an airplane. But that is not why I do this show. Talking airplanes is not why I do this show. This show is for you, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sure, I hope it's entertaining. And that's why you listen to the radio or my podcast to be entertained. But how can some idiot on the radio or a podcast provide value? This is the challenge. And you have an opportunity right now to experience something. This week, we spoke to the Experimental Aircraft Association, the Liberty Aviation Museum, about the Ford Trimotor. Their mission is to grow participation in aviation by sharing the spirit of aviation. 
And that's exactly what I'm trying to get across. Life gives us opportunities. Share experiences with the people that you love. The stuff means nothing. The experiences, the spirit, that is what can't be replaced. In the span of under just 20 years, we went from being a nation on horseback to a nation that was flying airliners across the country. In 1913, the Ford Model T, and by 1925, the Ford Tri-Motor, an airliner that went across the country. Think back and imagine what experience that must have been for those people of the day to cross the country in only 48 hours you have an opportunity to experience life, to imagine and experience air travel of old, to imagine the awe and the people who were some of the first airline passengers. You can fly on this airplane. Call my office to get more information. 888-366-5256. Get out to the airport. Listen to this show again on SoundCloud. Search Renegade Aviator on SoundCloud. Get all the details on how you can put aside the excuses and go flying in maybe what is your last chance to fly in this kind of a piece of history. Take your kids. Take your grandkids. Light that spark in someone else's passion in whatever you do. Make it a life experience to remember. Nobody can take from us our experiences, make them meaningful, and share them with others. This is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. See ya. So be still.